Ryan, do you want to start a podcast? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's fucking do it. Alright, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about DC first. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be happy going forward, so... Bringing up DC makes me think about the decline of film in general. <laughs> a little harsh, but... Okay, I, uh, I'll roll with it. Okay, cool. Alright. Uh, did you watch Man of Steel? I, yes, I did. I did watch Man of Steel. Um, I saw... Okay, well, I've got a habit of watching movies three times in cinema. Man of Steel, though, I think I only watched twice in movie in cinema. You? When I watched Man of Steel for the first time, I fell asleep, woke up in the morning, and watched the rest of it. And it is not very memorable to me, which is kind of upsetting. Fair. Uh, I actually, I remember watching it the first time with my dad, um, and I remember walking out of that, and I went to my dad, and I was like, oh, like, how, what did you think of that? Because we watched, like, a fair bit of superhero movies before, and he was like, it was fine. And that's how I knew, I was like, yeah, ooh. I, I don't know, <sighs> there's, there's a lot of, like, there's so much good in Man of Steel, like Henry Cavill. He is honestly, I think, one of the best cast for Superman, other than, like, Let's see. Christopher Reeve was really good. I was about to say, <laughs> Christopher really Reeve was real fucking good. And the problem is, I really, I enjoyed Brandon Routh's Superman, I'll be honest. His Superman Returns movie wasn't was great. So good. Yeah. Except for the Unpants. The Unpants was a weird choice on them to make him look like boxer shorts, sort of. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, mm. And why, his symbol was really small as well. It was a bit on the small side, but... But he, hey, like he looked like Christopher Reeve, dude. Goodness, yeah, which was impressive. And I enjoyed him on actually uh, Christ on Infinite Earths. I think he played that really, really well. I still haven't seen it, but I'm very excited. I saw the Kingdom Come Superman design, and I was very happy. Oh no, the design is like he looks really good in the suit. Um, He unfortunately does take part in one of the worst CGI fights I've ever seen in my life. But oh no, yeah. But anyway, Man of Steel <laughs> will get back to Crisis on Infinite Earths at a later date, I'm sure. Um, okay. I'll be honest. I put Man of Steel on the other day, about two weeks ago now. I stopped halfway through. It's just so boring. It, like, and again, like the Krypton stuff is interesting. But you don't need it in the grand scheme of things because the AI spends another 20 minutes explaining that, like, 40-minute opening to Clark Kent, and you're like, I watched this, I know. I don't think anyone in the history of comic books has ever said, I want more Krypton, I want more Jor-El. No, okay, I will counter with, to be fair, it is very interesting, like, like, think about it. The society that Superman comes from is interesting, especially when you take into account, like, that Christopher Reeve, like, ice fortress look. Like, isn't that society a society that operates with that type of technology? So, like, interesting to get to know. In, in Man of Steel, he doesn't get the, the sanctum. Well, technically he does. It's just it's, the ship, though. Yeah, he takes the scout ship, parks it, but he blows it up by the end, I think. Yeah. Doesn't he? Because don't they use the scout ship's phantom drive to... Destroy the... Yeah. 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 <laughs> to be fair, though, I thought that was a pretty good, cool idea of, like, his Fortress of Solitude just becomes a scout ship. I'm fine with that because it's been iced over, giving it the classic look. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm fine with that. Um, but it was still weird for me, some of the choices that they made in that film. It was cool that Zod was the first villain. That was cool. Yeah. And I, <laughs> Michael Shannon hammed it up in that movie, but it worked. <laughs> like, he's terrifying. Yeah, he, he, he does really good terrifying. in that. <laughs> he's very intense in that movie, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Ah, but, okay. Uh, okay, the big issue people have with Man of Steel is the whole neck-breaking incident. Couldn't care. I couldn't blink. I could not care less. I don't understand why that was such a big controversy. Like, to me, it was, it was nothing. Okay, so I... <laughs> the reason it was irritating for me, right, was because not to be funny, but... 
Okay, so he's got Zod in like the full Nelson, right? Yeah. And they're in the, the abandoned train station or whatever, and Zod's like, I'd fine, I'ma kill these people. Right? Why wow. didn't Superman Hey yeah, those people were dumb. They, they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could have moved. Second, why didn't Superman put his hand over the eyes? He is immune to the laser beams. He is. Yeah. So he could have you know, instead of snapping the neck, just you know, put put the hand over the eyes. Just stop. Y- y- there, there were options, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like again, he had him in a full Nelson. Man's like, I'm not going to stop. Fly up. Fly up. <laughs> like, <laughs> fly into space. He can still be shooting the laser beams. But this is a this is a problem that I that you see a lot is is stupid people in movies. You know, like everyone will make fun of horror movies for having stupid people because everyone in a horror movie was no, designed sure. to be. But I okay, but I think I think the problem with Superman is that it's not just this neck snapping moment because honestly, like you say, fine, Superman he's killed people like in the comics before it happens like, and honestly, especially if you're doing a modern realistic take on Superman, like the I man get doesn't it. kill humans like he tries his best not to because he's so much powerful well. than them. He he hasn't killed um, Lex Luthor yet. He could very easily do that. Sure, he put his hand through the chest of the Joker. It's a different thing. A different alternate <laughs> universe. Sure, sure. Um, but my point, like, he has to kill Doomsday, and Doomsday was a horrible, horrible thing. Zod is a horrible, horrible thing. He, sh- he got sent off into the Phantom Zone a second time with the Christopher Reeves version, right? Um, they yes. They took their powers away. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> well, like, that was cool. Like, well, back to the original. My, okay, my thing is, and again, as I've said, Superman's killed in the comics, so, like, it's not a major thing. Like, it's not, it's not an issue that he kills Zod. I think the problem is, throughout the entire film, he doesn't feel like Superman. Especially, not to be funny, but especially whatever they were doing with the flashbacks with Park Kent and, um, what, what's his name plays him? Um, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Those were weird <laughs> like for one thing they felt out of order um yeah. second parkhand's death scene feels off because why does he stay why does he stay behind to get the dog it makes no like he could have run back too not being funny if he had run to cover for the bridge and clark had done it without using any powers people would have been like make sense like so that's one of the things. And then you've also got Park Kent being like, oh, you shouldn't have saved that bus full of school children. Now people might know you have... Pa-. Don't you remember this part? I do. That, my face <clears> is showing, like, yes, confusion. Why, why was he mad at Clark? Yeah. I understand what he's going for, but, like, still, you, you wanted him to just let the kids die. You're, you're it, better than this. But that's my point. In Jonathan. That- <clears throat> Jonathan. You're better than this. Yeah, <laughs> we hope, but he's not apparently. <laughs> According to Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, all that, he's not. Although they do wreck on the living shit out of him in Batman vs Superman, but we can get to that. <laughs> okay, let's stick with Man of Steel for the moment. I enjoyed Lois Lane in Man of Steel. I think Amy Adams does a really good job. Yeah, throughout her time as I think right. she's really, really good in Man of Steel, and honestly, it's one of the times that they actually gave her something to do. Like, <laughs> it's not the most believable thing that, like, a journalist just shows up to an alien, like, crash site, and they're like, we don't even know what it is, but we invited the media. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you didn't. But, yeah. Um, I thought she was hilarious in um, Batman vs. Superman towards the end. Oh, that is so... Oh. 20 minutes of, of a wasted person. Where she takes the spear, throws the spear away, then has to go and fetch the spear. And then immediately starts drowning, to which <laughs> Superman has to come and save her. Oh my god. Incredibly frustrating. Okay, do you want to just move on to Batman oh, vs. Oh. <laughs> we can. Because yeah. I, I think that is honestly where most of the issues with the DCU started. I'm telling you, after I watched that movie, I was in love. I loved that movie so much. And it's only, like... I know full well where the issues lie, and I'm not going to tell you that that movie is perfect. I was just so happy that they made it look right, 
and they made like but all thing about Zack Snyder is the cinematography is there the comic book element is there it's just your story and your characters are not there it's your dialogue dude and you're like oh okay but I will give you that Batman vs Superman say what you want about it it is a stunning movie in a lot of like opening a lot of parts come now that opening sequence is that is phenomenal dumb. to be fair though to be fair though I'd argue that opening sequence is one of the best like sequences in the movie it's like character you see Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne not Batman running into the smoke while everyone else is running away as this like like city ending threat is occurring it sets up why he would be so pissed and it is immediately ruined by them being like, basically two years later. <laughs> like, imagine but also it, the scene of him dropping down into the Batcave for the first time. That scene when you see his parents die as well. That ah oh, no, I didn't enjoy the scene where his parents died. Why? Okay, why? Why does Thomas Wayne try to punch the man with the gun? Does he do that? Doesn't he just step in front? No, okay, so, like, he, he steps in front of Martha, right, and he's like, no, don't, don't do it, whatever, and the dude waves the gun, and then it, it cuts to his hand in front of Martha, bunched to her fist, and then him try, like, lean in to oh, go, and then it's, baba, <laughs> and they both, like... <laughs> I, did not know, I did not see that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, to be fair, most of my memories are from the Ultimate Edition, because that is the one I watched most recently. Okay. And if I'm honest... It's equally as bad. <laughs> like flat it makes out. More sense because they they explain more as to why Superman would be mad at Batman. Okay, but like again, a little bit, but it's not enough. But also, here's one thing about DC: we know that they have amazing storylines because their animation movies are going through it. Their comics have gone through. It. They yeah. have amazing story there for them to just turn into live action, and they're making creative choices that don't make any sense. Yeah. To be like, why go <sighs> straight to Doomsday? To like, okay, see look. that I don't understand. Not to be funny, but you, you would, you were adapting very heavily from The Dark Knight Returns. That's fine. Like, okay. Do but, that. But that's, that's my point. Wrong. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's such a messy movie. Okay, let me ask you this: What did you think of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor in that movie? Um, started off really strong. And then didn't really go anywhere. Fair. I thought there was a lot of potential in the beginning, as because he was so young, because he was ambitious and stuff. I was like, cool, this could go to a place. And then it lost it for me during that one scene where he had to give a speech in front of the crowd. At the yeah, at his house or something. Yeah. And I, then that was really weird for me because he's supposed to be this like a commanding presence. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to know what he wants. Which you get at, in his first interaction with the senator. He says, this yeah. is what I need from you. Yeah. And he has that presence. And he sits with the senator in his house and is like, this is what I need from you. And if you don't give it to me... like I'd argue that scene with the senator in his house is one of the best Lex Luthor scenes in that movie. Where he's doing the whole, like, the red capes are coming, the red capes are coming. That was really well done, really well constructed. And I think Jesse Eisenberg could have done really well in Lex Luthor. But they made him almost... Like, the A, they made him all over the place, but it was almost to emulate, like, the Joker or something. I don't know if, like, the character's popularity, they were maybe like, oh, we should, you know? Yeah. But, okay, look, Batman vs. Superman, I... <sighs> oh, dude, I... Why does Jesse Eisenberg's character remind me so much of the way they tried to do Ezra Miller's Flash as a bumbling, stumbling, sort of too-much-energy idiot? It, it, well, it's the same universe, dude. That's probably why. <laughs> it frustrates me that those are the parallels that I can draw between characters. Do you know my, okay, do you want to know what my honest-to-God issue is? I think DC has cast their movies phenomenally. Not to be funny, Ben Affleck as Batman. What a choice. Henry Cavill as Superman. What a choice. They killed it. Like, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. She's crushing it. I wouldn't have... Honestly, I knew her out of, like, the Fast and the Furious, I think it was. Like, Fast Five, she yep. comes in. She was fine. Nothing special. I enjoy her as Wonder Woman. She, she is probably one of the best parts of Batman vs. Superman. All the scenes between her and um, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Oh, 
Aquaman. They but, killed that casting. Yeah, but she's not necessary in Batman vs Superman at all. Like, you could cut her out almost entirely. And if you do, you also lose that fucking ridiculous um, email attachment with all the League members. Mm. Which, not gonna lie, when I first saw Ezra Miller as The Flash, I genuinely, I was like, this could be something really awesome. Really? Because, okay, I'll be honest, I dig Ezra Miller as an actor. Oh, no, I think he. I think he's got, like, he's got the acting chops to be able to do The Flash a lot of justice. But the way they wrote him in Justice League, at least the version we've got, we're getting the HBO Max one next year or I something. I see what they did with that version, but the one we got, I was not particularly impressed with. To be yeah, fair, The Flash is in... So cool. The effects were pretty decent. Uh, well, well, not in Justice League, necessarily, but... The Flash moments, the way his lightning goes about... Like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like, I liked I when they've that. done it, I like his suit too, it's cool. Um, but, you know, Flash is in Batman vs. Superman as well. Remember? Briefly, yeah. But he also leads to that whole nightmare sequence, which also doesn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. Not to be funny, but, <laughs> th- like, there's no reason. Like, Batman is set up as, I hate, like, Superman has leveled the city, which was a problem with Man of Steel. Like, he makes no effort to save civilian life other than his mother and Lois, I think. Yeah. Everyone, like, because again, at the end of Man of Steel, the city is leveled. Like, remember, him and Lois kiss in that wide open plane. Remember? Oh, that is rough. Yeah. And so, like, them, like, opening Batman vs. Superman with Bruce Wayne's perspective of that, I think that is an excellent way to establish why Batman would be extraordinarily pissed at Superman. And if you had set Batman vs. Superman a week later... Like, you, you shorten the time frame. You don't make it two years because we're shown during that two years that Superman has been helping people, saving people, all that. So why would Batman still be, s- yeah. like, yeah. so pissed? And the problem is the reason they show all that is to bring the question up of, oh, do people trust Superman or not? But nothing, like, good or interesting is ever done with that. It's kind of toyed with with the Lex Luthor stuff. But, like, there's not enough time for it to actually be good, (laughs) to be well done. And it's so frustrating. Also, if you're going to adapt the the Batman Returns, that... That's the thing. If that is such a good arc, why did they just use story from there? Make Lex Luthor the president. Do it. Literally. Literally. You make Lex... Okay, here's what I would pitch. That senator had the power to, like... Say, Superman, bring down Batman, we're done with vigilantes now. No, but you know what you do, right? You start, you start the movie exactly as you saw with Bruce Wayne, right? Running into the collision and all that. Immediately after, you have the court ruling of Superman, you are under United States jurisdiction. That's all right? like what happened that to brings you, Yeah, like, that's Marvel's side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's basically what happened in the uh, Dark Knight Returns comic. Superman worked exclusively for the White House, right? And that's what you do. The opening bit, you make it, and then you reveal Batman hasn't been active for years since the death of whichever Robin you wanted it to be. Because we see the suit of armor and all that, and it's got the Joker spray painted. Until he sees Superman intervening because Lex Luthor's president or whatever, and he's now sending Superman out on missions. That's when Batman comes back, and then all you do is you adapt the Dark Knight Returns. Not being funny, but then you've got your Superman vs. Batman plot. You've got Batman coming in. You've still got that scene where they nuke Superman. That and was it's, perfect. And it looked really good, and it's not yeah. wasted on the death of Superman in a really shitty 15-minute sequence. Yeah. They should have nuked him and then fought in Crime Alley like was in the comics. There was no yeah. need for Literally. them to nuke him, and then he fights Doomsday afterwards in his weekend fall. Why? Unnecessary. And not to be funny, Batman even stood a chance in the comics is because they nuked the shit out of Superman. It's one of the reasons, because there is that thing, remember, where he like absorbs the flowers, radiation yes, yeah, or something, yeah. so he like repowers himself or something. Yeah. But yeah, like that. Because Superman is a plant. But yeah, basically. <laughs> Superman is a plant. I love that. I would like that on a He synthesizes. He does. It's a plant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, 
Literally, because not not being funny, but there you could explain why Wonder Woman hasn't been active either. You could then be like, oh, she was part of the JSA back in the First World War or something, and she got outlawed. You know, like, it's so much potential instead of just throwing everything together, being like, I'm going to take bits from The Dark Knight Returns, I'm going to take bits from The Death of Superman, I'm going to take bits from Justice League, you know, like, and just giving us this hodgepodge with really good actors with really crap material. Like, Jeremy Irons is a really good actor, and he's actually got some really, like, there's some really great interactions, especially in the Ultimate Edition, between him and Bruce Wayne. They're very funny in that morning when they're discussing. Yeah. Uh, Batman's, like, fusion, whether or not he's going to have kids or something. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, you want to leave the wine for the future generations? And he's like, who am I kidding? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he's a really good Alfred. I fucking loved him as Alfred. Huh, but then we reach Justice League. I thought you were going to say the new Batman movie, and then just like, they're starting again. Well, okay, that we can talk about. Uh (laughs) We can talk about that, because actually, if I'm honest, I'm really keen for the Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Fair enough. Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, I'm actually quite keen for that, especially after watching the trailer. It looks... So cool. I like the fact that it's shot the way it is. It looks... It looks really like film noir almost. Yes. I really appreciate that. Um, But yeah, um, we we can leave that till later. Yeah, because that's something that excites me about what Warner Brothers are doing. Everything else makes me sad on the inside. Fair. Um, Because realistically, it was what? Man of Steel, then Batman vs Superman. Then it was Suicide Squad, wasn't it? It was Suicide Squad next. I forgot about Suicide Squad. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> Do you even want to talk about Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad suffers from from something that a lot of Hollywood movies suffers from right now is rule of cool. They just had so many cool things Fair. that they wanted to do. And then they tried to piece it together. I, th- I think, it didn't work. if I'm honest, that rule of cool thing, though, is going hand in hand with studio intervention. Yeah. Because What's Suicide they, they got the directors or the cinematographers from the trailers to, to then just do the movie. Yeah, no, no, they, yeah. It was something like that where they hired a specific marketing company to do the trailer, to edit the trailers, and then they were like, oh, we're doing reshoots. You can edit the movie too. And not to be funny, it shows. <laughs> like, it feels like it. That movie, yeah. Um, which is weird because Will Smith is dead shot is an interesting choice that I dig, actually. It's pretty cool. I think it's a really good job. I agree as well. Deadshot is probably one of the better aspects of that entire movie. Uh, it's not great, but it's better. <laughs> they needed more, like, why was that movie so short as well? But they th- had so many characters that they needed to build on, and so much opportunity to do that, and they wasted it on a really crap villain. Yeah, the Enchantress. But see, did you watch... Why um, was Batman there? Did what you watch Assault there? on Arkham? Yes, that's so good. That is so good. That th- it should have just been live action. That <laughs> honestly, everything that because DC re- has done should be live action. That Wonder actually Woman yeah. did live action. That Aquaman did live action. That that's and fair. They killed it. Well, for the most part, I'd argue Wonder Woman's fairly weak, especially when it comes to its third act. Um, Villain is crap. Do you know what though, David? Th- it is David Thewlis, I think. He's a dude who played like Lumen. Yeah. 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 Um, Cool. He was, medicine, I en- but just like when he did the thing at the as end soon as it was CG with the arrows, yeah. it was game over. But that's why I thought it was so cool when he was like, "Give me your lasso, give it here," and she gives it to him, and he's like, "I didn't start this war. Like I haven't been responsible for it, or like all of that." And you go through that whole thing where he's like, "It's not me. Like humanity's. You just got to understand, humanity's pretty shit. Like in general, and like you can see that that forces her to reevaluate." every decision she's made so far and it's such a phenomenal moment until five minutes later where he's like well i'm gonna fucking destroy you and she's like i'm gonna stop you (laughs) and then she kills him and it's like the war's over it was aries the whole time it's like well okay (laughs) aquaman was fine um enjoyable it was like it wasn't great but it wasn't bad. It was like it was enjoyable. I can't tell you. I can't pinpoint why that movie wasn't better for me. I can't it's tell you. Fair. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. That's a bit weak. As um, an actress. Okay, I don't want to discuss Amber Heard right okay, now. I had a bad opinion of her beforehand, but... It's only worse now. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't have a great opinion of that whole situation as a whole. Yaya did a great job as Black Manta. Yes, I enjoyed Black Manta, but... Uh, he shouldn't have been in the movie. Not being funny. Much, yeah. He shouldn't have been in the movie. They should have focused either on Orm or on Black Manta. They, they were... This is one of the things that DC is like constantly doing, I think, is just trying to catch up. Yeah. And they're trying to force too much too soon, and the only reason why people love Marvel so much is they took their time. <laughs> they took their time, yeah. And people are willing to invest in that. People are willing to wait for these movies. That building on anticipation is why people still hype themselves up to go and see more Marvel movies. Okay. Every time DC releases something, like, currently, it's just like, I don't really mind that much because there's so much here for us already. Like, um, there's That's no why anticipation. There's no, I want to see this next. Yeah. They don't leave anything for next time. They're trying to do it all immediately. Yeah. Doomsday, that's something you wait for. The death of Superman is... You wait that's a big that. event, yeah. That is like That should be... That's only the second time being in a movie. And, they and he was contracted to Justice League anyway, so we knew he was coming back. Like, what kind of stupid choice is that? Yeah. No, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, like, I don't I don't want to be funny, but are you excited for Zack Snyder's version of Justice League? Yes. Are you? Because yeah. I'll be honest, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be better than the Justice League we got. Yeah. At the very least, it's going to be consistent. Um, and theoretically, it would be consistent with the rest of that universe. Mm. But I think it's going to be the exact same effort we've been getting out of Zack Snyder thus far. I feel like it's, it's going to feel like a Batman v Superman continuation on that dark train. Hopefully, it's got some good bits in it. But I really just want to see the scenes that I didn't get to see that came out in trailers that made me interested in the movies. And then I didn't get to see them in the final cut. But my problem is, why should we care? Especially when they seem to be moving on. Like, to Robert Patterson. <laughs> like, wh why do I care about Justice League when it seems that they're going to be redoing the entire Justice League slate with new actors and everything anyway? And it looks better. No offense. Well... It looks different, but... I Yeah, I'm going to withhold judgment of saying better right now because... Yeah. yeah. It looks the comic book style of movie was done so immaculately visually from the Warner Brothers movies that they that they've put out, and now this newest Batman looks like they're tying together really old school Batman year one zero year even like that really cool comic plus the gritty reality that came from the Nolan films, and I'm like. Yes, <laughs> all for that. Do it. It Fair. looks so cool. It looks like a low-budget film, so I'm like, I'm, I'm not waiting for huge amounts of CGI. I'm not waiting for mm. massive spectacle out of Batman. I'm looking for a hard, gritty crime. This is Batman in his beginnings. No fair, fair. No. Uh, I, I, if I'm honest, I think Robert Pattinson is going to do a good job. Um, he's a really good actor. I haven't seen Tenet yet. Tenet is so good. After watching that movie, I was like, ooh, this, this Batson boy, you can do it. Because <laughs> my thing is, not to be funny, but Batson gets a bad rap because of Twilight. Um, but he's actually a pretty good actor overall. He's really cool. I really. Um, the Lighthouse, I've heard he's really, really good at that. Fair, fair. Yeah, so like, the man well, has been doing good work. It's just people know him as a skinny, pale dude. So when they said Batman, people just went, is it? And there was also that issue with all those rumors coming out about how he couldn't like gain weight for the role and all that type of thing. But if I'm honest, he looked pretty good in the Batsuit from what I saw in the trailers. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, like not being funny, but that whole um, like superhero shirt off thing is a lot more of a recent thing than you come to expect because like if you look back at like the 1989 batman they didn't do that with that one like Keaton definitely wasn't that massive no it wasn't, wasn't jack no. yeah it was only like your early 2000s comic, was, comic movies it was big enough he had to put on weight for that 
Because it was skin tight. But again, that wasn't like a definition or anything. That was just, yeah. just like, pre- like he's pretty well in shape. Like, yeah. but it, but what I'm saying is, it's only from like the maybe in the '90s, early 2000s, where it's like that take the shirt off type yeah. of thing in comic movies. Yeah. From yeah, for the most part. Also, he looks fine in Tenet. He plays a military guy, and I'm like, this is believable. Yeah. Sure, you're you're not like a massive dude, but everything you're doing in this movie it looks fully possible. Not sure. Yeah. And plus, there is that scene um, in the comic books where Batman is training himself too hard and he, like, he hurts his shoulder after he like, lifts up some weight. Yeah. And Alfred reminds him, like, listen, you're not a bodybuilder. Like, you're going to need to take steroids or something if you want to get that big. The point about being Batman is you've got brains. Yeah. Plus, you've got the skill to do it. And you only have to work out this hard so that your body doesn't deteriorate from doing all of the things you're doing at night time. Yeah. So if Robert Pattinson can pull off just that look of being tired, fatigued, but his body allows him to do that, he's an, an athlete, essentially. Fair, yeah. No, you sure. the athlete look, you're fine. Yeah. No, that's very valid, eh? The only reason why, like, um, the more recent, like, um, Christian Bale's Batman, not huge. He weighed like seventy five. Yeah. Muscular. But that's the thing is he was muscular though. Yeah. You can like that guy if he punches you, you're gonna feel it. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Like and he's not that big. And Christian I mean, Robert Pattinson can definitely get to a stage where he looks similar at least, yeah. To land a punch. Ben Affleck's Batman was just terrifyingly huge, but they were going for the Dark Knight Returns. Look. Yeah, and that guy, and that is a yeah, big. that is a big Batman. Like, oof, that is a big one. Um, yeah, if, if he fought Tom Hardy's Bane, Tom Hardy's Bane would have been dead on arrival. <laughs> fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, Tom Hardy's Bane is huge as well. Yeah, like, yeah. but this is one thing that I sometimes have to like realize is that um, a lot of these people are small in in real life. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt in Fight Club, that is the body that everyone, like, wow. That's yeah. what I want to look like, right? But he's pretty small, yeah. Apparently, that guy, when he looked at Jack, they were literally like, they just tried to get his body fat down as much as possible to make him look cut as hell. Meanwhile, he weighed the same as an average 16 year old rugby player. No lies. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually, yeah. Now, yeah, fair enough, man. There it is. Like, it's different for people like Henry Cavill. Yeah. He is big. To be fair, he is probably the big. Big. (laughs) To be fair, Henry Cavill's probably the biggest Superman. I'd say followed closely by Tom Welling. Yes. Okay, Tom Welling could put up a fight. Yeah. Because like Brandon Ruth is, Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph is tall, but he's not necessarily very wide. He's not wide. He's he's got he's got a good build, but like yo. Henry Cavill, yeah, Henry, Henry Cavill's got a massive chest, dude, yo. But so Ben Affleck does, too. That's he's true. Not, he doesn't have as much muscle packed on, but that, he's a big fella, too. To be fair, Batman vs. Superman, he was pretty large. I was so impressed. I was, I was so Yeah, impressed. I was very impressed with when that. I, when you see him, like, do the pull-up, you see his abs, I was like, some put himself through the most to get to this. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. But, like... I don't know. I'm just not very excited for a lot of DC's efforts going forward. Like, like Ezra Miller's, Ezra Miller's Flash movie is only it's interesting. Since I was in high school. We were <laughs> since we were in high school, school. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, where, that was announced, like, just before Batman vs. Superman, wasn't it? Yeah, and nothing... Like, not being funny, but now they're saying Michael Keaton's in that one. Like, they're going to make this whole multiversal thing. That's That's... Beautiful, well done. You haven't even established the character. But that's my thing. <laughs> They're out there like, yeah, we're going to do Flashpoint. Flashpoint changed the origins of the Flash and, like, the entire DC universe, basically. We have seen, like, three origins. How do... Like, yeah, like, yeah that's the thing. We haven't seen... The, like, the Flash is about to reset his whole universe and be like, so much has changed. And we're going to be like, has it? <laughs> has it, though? <laughs> like... Like, yeah, I don't know. I also, I can't imagine 
Ezra Miller's Flash, not being funny, especially after Justice League, where he's like, I've never fought anyone, I've just pushed them over. Are you really telling me he's going to go to the Flashpoint universe, like, hook up with Flashpoint Batman? Because remember in the comics what he had to do for that? He had to strap himself to a chair and get electrocuted. Do you see Ezra Miller doing that? Um, I think Ezra Miller's Flash would get murdered by Eobard Thorne. Fair. Murdered. Very fair. Not even, like, he doesn't even realize how fast he is yet because Superman is still on his level. That's actually a very good point. Um, how can Superman still be on your level and you want to fight the reverse Flash? That's fair. Um, although, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It's an amazing scene in the, in, the, um, in the comics where Superman says to Barry, um, you know, you... Like, oh, we've, we've, raced raced for, we've raced before, yeah. I can like, keep up with you. Charity Clark. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just gasses him. And... Dude, that's the thing. How, did you watch... Um, charity. Like, when I was in preschool, yeah. in grade R, they had the comic of Flash vs. Uh, Superman. I wish I could go back and get it. <laughs> not realizing at the time, like, how, uh, yeah. how important that would be for my future. <laughs> but I read that, and basically what happens is um, you have these amazing, um, uh, like, split-screen things where the Flash is running on water and Superman is powering on the floor of the of the sea. Nice. And like it's believable because that's Superman. Of course he would be able to run through the ocean. Yeah. Right? And then um, they stop and they fight bad guys and then they finish the race at the same time. And I was like, that is adorable for charity. Yeah. Looking back on that, you're like, the Flash could have done all of that on his own. <laughs> High five Superman at the beginning of the race, just after they pushed the gun and then met him at the end. Probably, yeah. I mean, there's even I think it was uh, more recently Flash Wars, I believe it was, that was where they broke the Speed Force, I think, him yeah. and Wally. Mm. But basically, they are him and Wally just start running, like just round the planet, and basically it becomes like a worldwide issue where like governments are like something's like something's fucked the flashes are running basically and like it cuts to the league and they're like they are just running like does anyone know what's going on they basically get superman and they're like superman you need to catch up to me you need to stop them like you like you have to stop them they're just they're destroying everything don't they ask shazam as well because shazam i think so yeah than superman too I think so they have that thing where superman and shazam are running behind wally and the flash and mm. uh, Superman turns to Shazam and says, like, I'm really fast, but you have the speed of a god. Catch them. Fair. Because, yeah, I just remember that panel where it's Superman just, you see, like, this, like, blur just on the outside of the two flashes running. And then you just see Superman, like, collapse next to Wonder Woman. He's like, I can't catch them. He's li like, he's, he literally, he's like, I am not fast enough. They're, I, I can barely see them. And that, that to me is the level, of, like, that is a level you should work up to, but hint at. Yes, yeah. Not being funny, because, like, if you look at Justice League, especially Justice League, where you have that moment where the Flash is running and Superman moves his head and looks at him, that is a, that is a pretty cool moment, all things being equal. But the Flash needs to be fast, man. Like, he's supposed to be the fastest man alive. What frustrates me is when the CW have things where Barry gets hit by things. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you to be fair, there's a there's a whole host of issues with the like, CW like shows. Like chases after cars and bikes, bruh. In some scenes you can't catch it, but in other scenes you can just appear in the back of a moving vehicle. To be fair, some consistency. I think I think that's a big problem with the Flash in general, though. Just how inconsistent yeah. he is with his speed. Yeah. Because again, like you you take the CW shows, not being funny, but he's zipped into the back of cars, he's caught bullets and stuff, but he'll, like... He'll get hit by, a, like, a dart. Literally. Like, or, yeah, or he'll be able to, like, trip over something that the villain has, like, thrown in his way, and it's, like, theoretically, he should see that in, like, super slow time. Yeah, like, he... Like you. Sorry. You can't see this on the podcast, but I'm just <laughs> rushing things aside with my foot. Nice. Nice. Well done, Ian. <laughs> oh... But yeah, so I think the Flash in general is pretty inconsistent with his powers, but they didn't they didn't show him off enough in Justice League. Although, to be fair, 
by the third act, it was basically just, what's the point in the Justice League? Superman can do it all. <laughs> like, my goodness. What message were they trying to send? Wait for Superman, apparently. <laughs> like, the Justice League is a delaying tactic. Literally. Wait for the big guns to arrive. And those big guns are just Superman's arms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, literally. those are the arms I would pick. <laughs> fair. What, have you seen um, uh, the latest Mission Impossible? With Henry Cavill, where he like, reloads the arms for the punch. <laughs> yeah, dude, I have. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about something else that's in Hollywood. Is okay. things being not very believable? Um, Henry Cavill punches Tom Cruise. Why is Tom Cruise not dead? Um, Tom Cruise has a clause in his contract. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> that Asian guy in the bathroom scene, Henry Cavill cocks his arms and then delivers a hell of a hook. And that guy wakes up. Like, <laughs> he, like, he, he takes it and then like stands back up like, no, have some respect for what just happened to you. Die. Just have some respect for the collision that just occurred in your lifetime. Like you. There's no way you would take that punch and just like move your head and continue to fight. Absolutely not. He got such a wind up on that. He did. Holy crap. Oh my god. Absolutely not. It's, I don't believe it. And Henry Cavill fighting Tom Cruise. Henry Cavill is just under six foot. Henry Cavill, dude? Is he six foot? I'm sure Henry Cavill's over six foot. I, I'm i not sure if he is. I feel like he's five the Henry man. Cavill, bro. Is he six foot? I just know that, that Ben Affleck is like six four. He's way bigger than Cavill. Is he? Yes. Henry Cavill's just a short dude. He's just jacked. I, I, he's definitely six foot, dude. I don't think he's 6'4", but he's definitely 6 foot. I will find the way. Figure this out for me, because yeah, now uh, you got me curious. Um, Cavill is not that tall. Because this is I, another thing. I, I am Chris Evans's, Chris Hemsworth's height, right? Chris Hemsworth. 1'9". How tall is that in feet? Because uh, I, I, I know for a fact I'm 6 foot in, like, exactly. Okay, yeah, that is... But see, when you count, six you count... Two. I'm 6'2", borderline 6'3". Fair enough. Uh, yeah, see, uh, that makes sense, actually. Although, do you count your hair in that? No. Oh, there we go. Because uh, For those of you adds... listening, that's, yeah, that's like a good another... Like... <laughs> Campbell is 6 foot. He's 185 meters. Oh, so he's the exact same height as me. Yeah. Shit, because I'm exactly 6 foot. Okay, stand up. Okay, hang on. <laughs> right? You see the difference here? Affleck is where my afro is. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, for those of you listening, his afro is quite large. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's a big difference there. And one of the things that, um, like, we'll, we'll move on to talking about Marvel at some point. But um, Tom Holland is tiny. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is tiny. Yeah, yeah. They had to have, like, the, the people fighting around him. Well, big people. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Tom Cruise is a, is a small dude. Compared to Tom Cruise is a very small dude. I'd like it known, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when he gets hit by Henry Cavill, there's no part of me that goes like he wins that fight. No fair. Uh, but again, that's down to like star power, contract negotiations, and all that. I don't know if you heard. Um, like Vin Diesel is yeah. notorious for this. So he's like a big nerd, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays all Dungeons and Dragons, and for the Fast and Furious franchise, he came up with a system that the, I don't think they use, because they were like, no, that is way too complicated, no. <laughs> Where basically each move, like each piece of choreographed action is like a hit score. Yeah. And so the whole thing was, because like the whole thing's very ego-driven, so it was like, oh, if I hit The Rock with a five, The Rock's gonna hit me back with a five. And the five being like, a hit in the head with like an elbow or something you know yeah. and that was the system and they were like yeah we're not going to use that but he like that's the type of thing and that that whole system is ego driven because again the, the Fast and the Furious runs into that issue where it's like oh the rock and Vin Diesel uh, having a dick measuring contest again <laughs> one of the worst movies of all time sorry Tom 
which the one? The mummy. Oh yeah, the mummy is god awful. I've, I've spoken and lost interest in a movie in the cinema only twice. The one was for the mummy, the other one was for Pitch Perfect 3, which is fair. garbage. To be fair. One and two. Respectable, hilarious, and very entertaining. They should have uh, won at the end against the Germans. They shouldn't have. They pulled They pulled a quiet card, and I was like, I don't back that. I think the Germans did a way better musical performance than you guys. But that, nice, that's nice. cool. You know, I don't think I watched Pitch Perfect 3. but um, Pitch Perfect 3 is garbage. Don't waste your time. I don't think I watched the second one either. I think I've only seen the Amy's first dad oh. is the lead villain, and he's an actual criminal, and they stop a criminal from doing stuff. It's got nothing to... like. Barely oh, any other like I don't understand. They get kidnapped and stuff. Oh wow! It okay. is a terrible movie. It should sure never have been made. Straight to, to be DVD, fair, if I'm honest, there shouldn't have been miles. a sequel to Pitch Perfect. I think the first movie was good enough to just stand on its own. Could have, yeah. Pitch Perfect Two was respectable though, and I still enjoyed the fact that they made that movie. Pitch fair. Perfect Three should not exist. Fair. It's like <sighs> Shrek the Third is okay, but Shrek Forever After should not exist in Fair. my mind it does not that's actually yeah that is a very valid way of looking at that um so yeah the mummy's shit um and that was tom cruise just wanted to make his own movie no remember that was universal wanting to get the dark shared universe remember yeah. all the monster movies but tom cruise in that movie took a lot of uh, executive control but that's tom cruise in every movie that's what you get when you hire tom cruise and like Isn't he the dude he's got in his contract that he's got to appear taller than... Oh. Well, yeah, he's got to run as well, but, like, he's got to appear taller than his co-stars and stuff. Like, there's... Like, you must check it out. It's crazy, actually. They got him to play Jack Reacher, and I find that incredibly disrespectful. Jack Reacher's a two-meter-tall two man. <laughs> two-meter tall. They picked the shortest man in Hollywood to play him. To be fair, I, I remember the Jack... I, at least I think I watched the first Jack Reacher movie and I enjoyed it. Good movie. It was pretty good, yeah. Not Jack Reacher. Oh, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I don't think I've read the books, personally. I, I read a few of the books. They're really good. It's actually one of the few book series I haven't read. <laughs> They're actually super intense. Oh, really? They get pretty gruesome. Okay. Very impressed with them. The way they did their movies, like, the characterization is, like, kind of there, but, like, this man is two meters tall. He's... Jacked as hell. Yeah. He's literally going around, would kill basically anyone. Fair. In the one book, they use a too small a gun on this guy, and his life is saved because his pet was so thick it stopped the bullet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's How manly do you get? That manly. <laughs> like you. I mean. <laughs> Goodness, not fair enough. Yeah, the uh, they equates the phenomenal, and they were like, thank goodness that gun was weak, but also your peck, sir, well done on your peck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I, I think we can wrap this conversation around to basically, I would argue that if you had to sum up, or although... Oh, okay, so I was about to say that you could say that studio intervention is what is crippling the DCEU, alright? I would say, though, that has only been recently. I think Suicide Squad got meddled with, and I think Justice League got meddled with, but that was because Zack Snyder's had the personal issues and he had to step aside and all that. Realistically, not being funny, but Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, what Zack Snyder wanted, um... Wonder Woman was what Patty Jenkins wanted, I think. Yeah. I think there might have been a little bit of studio involvement there, but I think for the most part they let her be. Mm. Uh, Aquaman was more or less its own thing. Yeah, James Wan was fine, yeah. Yeah. um, They they just need to let creative people do creative things. But my problem is... The vision should come in is when, like, the script writers are like, this is... This is... We can't... But see, that's what I was about to say, because not being funny, but that's what they did. They... They gave the keys to Zack Snyder and they said, make us, a, make us an MCU. We've got the properties, do it. And I, th- I th- Honestly, I think Zack Snyder's a decent enough director, especially when he's got hard material to work with. Like 300 is almost panel for panel. Watchmen is almost panel for panel. And it, like, it shows. Mm. But because those stories are good already, like he's not doing anything. He's just bringing... His, which you've got to give it to him. He's got a phenomenal eye for cinematography and all that. 
which he brings to those comic book movies to give them that aesthetic. So what I was thinking, um, so I had this idea in my head the other day, is that you can be uh, two types of person. You can either be the engine in the car, which gives it the power to move forward, or you can be the steering wheel, but you can't be both. Because when, when you are both, then you drive the whole car, fair. and that's when you start making bad choices, bad decisions, and that's when that's things always work out. That's fair. Because not to be funny, but the MCU is quite studio-involved. Not to be funny, but they don't they don't give a lot of like take um what's his name he was gonna do Ant Man um really good director I love him did Baby Driver oh um yes yeah yeah with all the yeah Nato trilogy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know his name but I I oh, fuck's sake it's um it's Chris I can literally yeah I can literally well. see it in my head I can picture this dude as well. Uh, but like he was gonna do Ant Man but the problem is what M- what Marvel does what Kevin Feige does is they don't necessarily find the most, like, creatively, like, out there people necessarily, but what they'll do is they'll find artists who mesh well with their vision. Yeah. Um, uh, God, what is this guy's name? I'm just trying to think of it, because he's honestly... Edgar Wright. The, Edgar Wright. <laughs> there it is. Thank you for Googling that. Because he, he's the perfect example where, not to be funny, but he's a director who has th- their own just very distinctive flair, style, and who I think would have helmed a comic book movie that would have been awesome. I think we would make, would, we would have made our style of going and making movies would be Edgar Wright's style. Because the way he does movies, it looks like he just goes, this is really what I want to see. I've got this amazing story. Fair. Excuse me. Totally um, good. <laughs> and, like... I'm not going to beef you up with excessive CGI. I'm not going to do all these things. What I'm That's fair. Is, is beautiful movie. Yeah. It's got to be entertaining. Which like, it might not be like your award-winning anything, but people who watch Edgar Wright's movies don't go going, that was boring. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's the big problem is that like nowadays in Hollywood, a lot of it is it's about an agenda. It's about sending a message. Sure, but above all, it's also about making money nowadays, which it has always been about. Yeah. But I think, like, we've reached a stage where they're like, these properties make money. And people pander for reviews. And people pander for reviews, yeah. And people forget that, like, okay, so now when people go into cinemas, they're already looking at reviews in the movie and they're already making up their mind about how good the movie's going to be. Instead of going to the movie and coming out going, that was hella entertaining. Yeah. Like, when I watched Batman vs. Superman, I watched the movie first, I went, that was hella entertaining. Saw the reviews after, and I was like, okay, cool, I see the criticisms here. Oh, no, dude, I walked out going, yo, that was long. (laughs) It was long. (laughs) The theatrical cut of that movie was long, and I think it was paced very poorly. And not to be funny, but I think by the time I saw Doomsday in that movie, I could see all the faults. (laughs) Like... Pacing was a bit poor in that movie. But I, but I do hear what you're saying in terms of... Infinity War. Immaculate your Infinity War is immaculate. And but we're going to get to Marvel, dude. We'll get there. Me. We'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> <sighs> it's just so easy to praise them. I know. <laughs> but that's because they did a good job. Edgar Wright did um, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World 2. Yes. Amazing comic book movie. Phenomenal, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But you capture the essence of what people want. You give them just enough of everything that they've loved, plus you put your own creative spin on it. That is what people want. You need a fair amount of fan service, and people will get angry at the MCU, like, that final movie was only fan service, but, like, they've earned it. Ten years on, bro, yeah. Everything that you've given them was something that they were waiting ages for, and you did it in a way that wasn't just, like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was rewarding. Yeah. Which is, I, which is something I think MCU did really well with their movies, where you didn't necessarily have to watch every single one of them, but if you did, you got rewarded for doing so. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think by Infinity War and Endgame, that kind of falls out the window, but not to be funny, those are the events capping off, like, ten years worth of movies. Infinity War is probably one of their best movies, and then Endgame is something... Different entirely. That's the spec. Yeah, that's but see that, that that's always been my thing. Yeah. People be like, "Oh, Endgame's not as good as Infinity War," and as a standalone movie, Absolutely. I don't think it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it it is that's an event. I've waited for yeah. for this amount of time. Something that I've been following. This is the greatest end off I could have hoped for. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think so. Like, honestly, I still cry during that movie, I don't care. Hundreds. And it's still got some of my favorite all-out moments from the MCU in general. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we'll leave that. We'll leave. Because, like, goodness. Oh, it's so good. Ah. Okay. Uh, I feel like we're getting too happy now, and that's taking us away from how shit Warner Brothers is. Fair enough. But I suppose we can wrap this up. We've pretty much... Yeah. We, we've expressed our feelings on the DCEU for quite some time now. And also touched a little bit on problems in Hollywood in general. A little bit, but not a whole bunch, I don't think. Yeah. Like, it basically comes down to people sacrifice story and character for what they think will make them money and something that will look cool. Yeah, but well, beyond that... much on like famous cameos and stuff like that, trying to build too much, squeeze too much into movies, it's, you're not making a better movie, you're making a full movie that people will be like, hey look, I know what that is referencing, but that's not what you want out of a film. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I get that reference. Yeah. You get that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think the other problem is that they're not willing to trust the artists that they're putting in place anymore. Because not being funny, but they're getting really big filmmakers and they, then they're driving them into the direction they want rather than being like, tell the story. Like, you know. Yeah. Isn't that why Ben Affleck also decided to leave? He was like, here's my script. Look. Behold. No, the whole no, the whole thing was he wanted more time to finish the script. Oh. And they kept telling him, no, we want it out by 2021, I think it was. Yeah, because it was going to be this, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, remember? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that started off as Ben Affleck being like, I, wanna, I want more time, I want more time. Then they brought in someone else to do the scripting, I think. Then it was, I want more time to prep, I want more time to prep, prep, prep. And then he was like, I can't direct this. And then after that, he fell off as acting. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think we can conclude this with DCEU is pretty shit. Uh, I'm not too excited for its future. Like, I'll watch it. Again, Ezra Miller movie where you bring back Michael, Michael Keaton, I'll watch it. Like, I will. But I'm not expecting anything out of it anymore. Um, which is disappointing. Because it's some of the greatest comic book characters out there definitely my childhood um on the line there Birds of Prey was pretty cool too I didn't even watch Birds of Prey I'll right. be honest um Birds of Prey is actually it's not bad a lot of people won't even recognize it as a DC movie though I, I heard it was basically Hot Topic DC my friends didn't even realize that there were supposed to be super people involved like Black Canary uses her powers once in that movie oh nice and then my one friend made the comment like everything was so believable up until that point like, why did she have superpowers? I was like, what do you mean? Is oh, this, nice. This is a superhero movie. How, what, what? Yeah. Well, I didn't, all I know is that, what a fucking horrible name for a movie. What was it? The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation, Emancipation of One Law the Court. That, that is why, one of the reasons it didn't do well. The fact that it, uh, people either called it the Harley Quinn movie or they called it the Birds of Prey movie. Either way, nobody knew what the movie was about anyway. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cool choice of name when I saw it, but that's only because I know what it's about. Fair. It's only because like, I've been a fan of these things for so long, that's why it stands out to me. I can recognize what's about to happen. Fair. For everyone else who's never seen movies like this, they see Birds of Prey, they don't know what it's about. They see Holly Quinn, they're like, okay, cool, I've heard of that before I dressed up as her for Halloween. <laughs> it's a fair valid. Uh... You know, we didn't touch on it all, but maybe we can leave for another time. Yeah. Maybe he can get his own fucking episode, actually. Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> maybe he'll get his own whole episode. We'll see. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, but yeah, are you excited for DC going forward? Like, realistically, I I'm talking the DCEU, not necessarily Battinson no. and all that. No. I got no, no. Not really. Like, I... Even Wonder Woman, I'm not that excited for like that's my thing to be there. fair the Wonder Woman movie to me doesn't even make sense at the moment with what they've established because the whole thing was first Wonder Woman movie then she went inactive until the events of Batman vs Superman but now she's active in the 80s fighting Cheetah so 
Who needs canon, am I right? <laughs> it's cool that Cheetah's in it. No, sure. What are the odds they'll just be like, yeah, didn't you hear? Crisis on Infinite Earths happened. Our continuity's been reset. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly. That would hurt a little. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one issue. Like, I don't think, since Batman vs. Superman, I haven't been excited for another DC movie. Fair. I've literally I've seen it in cinema and I've gone, I could probably wait for this. Fair. Whereas with Marvel movies, I never want to wait. Yeah, very fair. I mean, post-Endgame, slightly different, but on the whole, yeah, yeah. like... We watched, we watched Homecoming three times. Literally. <laughs> I watched, dude, I watched every Marvel movie in theaters three times. <laughs> and I've got every single Marvel movie. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, so in conclusion, DC's going to have to really, like, they'd have to pull something spectacular out of the DCEU to get me back in. Do the exact same thing that they do with their comics every two years and just... Blank slate. <laughs> <laughs> we just reboot. Blank slate and move on. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I've been Ewan. Yeah, I've been Ryan. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, this has been us rambling about the DCEU. <sighs>